name is Nick Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio. Welcome back to another edition to Haunted Real Connections here on Paranormal Key Radio. And I'm your host, Nicole Jasper. You have to excuse my voice. I miss Hannah Hidalberg and allergies in the home. And I have another awesome guest tonight, um, none other than Frankie L. Frog. Welcome to our show, Frankie. Hi, how you doing? All right, cool. great. Better. <laughs> <laughs> better than that, but yeah, thank you for being here, and uh, and to let our listeners know a little bit about your background, if you don't mind, I'm going to share a little bit about your uh, bio that you share with me, and uh, and we have live <coughs> um, chat going on, so if they have the questions, I'll try to get to them as soon as possible. <laughs> so, okay, here we go. So, um, Frankie is a I need to take off my glasses so I can read better without them, actually. <laughs> Frankie is a paranormal uh, adventure um, as a youth living in a very haunted house in Waterland, Wyoming. Frankie has always had a fascination with the paranormal and was very initiative as a youth due to what he believes were encounters with the others, uh, those are spirits. And also, uh, Frank's, <coughs> I'm sorry, Frankie's grandfather Clyde um, was the groundskeeper for a local cemetery. And uh, so Frank would often, you know, accompany his grandfather at work. And so when Frank was 15 years old, uh, he did his first paranormal uh, investigation, right? And when, Two of his best friends in Wyoming Frontier uh, Prison to you to help uh, with his friend and, and who claimed their homes were haunted. And um, so, man, you have, a, you have a lot of background there. You mind sharing, as I said, you know, about, about yourself and how you got here? Well, like you said, uh, <laughs> you know, it all really kind of started with. Uh, a house that I lived in in uh, in Wyoming, and uh, it being haunted as such, the activities that went uh-huh. on there. Uh, I, I grew up Catholic, so uh-huh. if you know anything about that, you know I wasn't sure. allowed to watch scary <laughs> movies or do anything of that sort. So it was uh, one of those situations where I had a lot of questions, but my parents weren't giving me any answers. Uh, that's really what started it all for me. Um, I believe, you know, I was visited as a, as a youth in, in some sort of, uh, I don't know, kind of like a spiritual time continuum sort of thing, like a, a, a back to the future, but in my, my current form, uh, I got to, uh, see things in, in, in a different realm, I guess you would say. And so you know, I spent a majority of uh, my life studying religion, studying, you know, uh, quantum physics, uh, quantum mechanics, uh, Einstein's theories, of course, Nikola Tesla, you know, I'm a huge fan of because I believe that he was on the, the path to what we're not only doing here per se, but what that energy source is and that a lot of things can be, you know, discovered in that, in that energy vortex about ourselves. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, with, with that being said, I mean, that's really, you know, my beginnings uh, and kind of currently where I'm at. You know, I, like I said, when I, when I studied religion, I, 
lived for a year in, in monastery. Um, I was going to become a monk. That didn't work out very well. Um, but, you know, I, I still keep close to some of the, the doctrine, some of the writings, because I, I believe that, you know, if you cut through all the stuff that, you know, is used for propaganda, there are some truths to our beginnings and our nature and, and, and why, what we're doing here that's, that's in the Bible or, or written in the, the you know, the, the texts, as I like to call them. Um, but I think, I think all those, all those communities have something, you know, I mean, I've learned a lot about, you know, life through, you know, studying Native American history, religious history. I've learned a huge amount of stuff, uh, through Egyptian or Egyptology. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really kind of what my goal is, is to, you know, kind of pick up where Tesla and, and then left off. You know, just just another writer in a, in a long book of stories. Right. Who well, always likes to meet a fellow writer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you also worked with. I have to ask you this because I'm also a fan of those adventures. What what kind of work did you do for them? If you don't mind sharing. Um, I didn't work with Ghost Adventures themselves. I worked with Patty Negri, who was uh-huh. on Ghost Adventures. I'm an so, American. Uh, Patty's kind of a, how do you want to call it? She's like, a, she's like my role model, I guess you would say. She's oh, wow. done a lot to, to, to kind of hone me in on certain things and to, to work okay. with me on that, that spiritual path. I mean, she's a very intuitive person. Um, she's extremely brilliant and she's very gifted. And I love, I, I love working with her and, and, and being, uh, being, being, I don't know. Kind of like right. I was gonna say, wasn't she wasn't she like their medium at one time? She still is. Medium, yeah. I thought I remember that about her. Yeah, she's she's extremely busy now. I mean, we used to talk all the time. I I just I I lived down the street from her Uh, when I lived in L.A. I lived in the Hollywood Hills. She lives in the Hollywood Hills too, and we just happened to meet one night at a Christmas party. Uh, up by the Hollywood sign at a, another oh, at an, a mutual acquaintance's house, and uh, yeah, so I, everything is meant to be. Everything, you know, I mean, people come into your lives for a reason. And at that time, I had my show, All Things Paranormal, on Dash Talk X, uh, with right. uh, my first host, first co-host uh, Richard, and uh, he's known as a gentleman psychic. He's uh, part of done some stuff with Ghost Adventures as well. Oh, cool. um, so yeah, just one. I've, I've been blessed with the people in, in my life. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm following the path that I should be. So that's, yeah, that's why these right. people keep coming into my life. <laughs> right. And speaking of path, um, did, were you drawn into like want to be a part of uh, the Warren Legacy Foundation, or did they seek you out? Um, I don't know exactly how. To be honest with you, I don't know exactly how that came about. I know that I did see something and I had I'd applied uh, for it, but I had uh-huh. had multiple discussions uh, on some of their uh, internet campaigns that they do, you know, where they're doing talks and, you know, right. as a, just an audience member, I, I chimed in quite a lot and uh, one thing led to another, but I mean, as far as like the Warren foundation is concerned as a whole, um, I'd always been a huge fan of Ed and Lorraine Warren. So, yeah, you know, same here. <laughs> they, they kind of, you know, they were, I guess they, I would call them my first mentors because they were the ones that actually had a lot of the answers that uh, I was seeking that I couldn't get from my parents or really anybody oh, wow. around me. Um, so they had a lot of those answers. And this is the time, you know, we didn't have the internet at, at that time. And, and right, that's so true, yeah. Anything that I wanted, you know, either came on VHS or I went to the library and, and read books, yeah. you know, that had their writings in it, so. Yeah, I love the old-fashioned researching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right about the time they made the wheel. <laughs> All right. And he's important to say, you have a great resume, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you guys, if you have any questions, let us know anytime. All right, of course, I have a few myself. 
Um, so what was it like to live in a haunted house, if you don't mind sharing? To visit a haunted house, or are you talking about the house I grew up in? Um, the one, the one that you grew up in. The one I grew up in. Um. Or both. <laughs> well, you know, the, the house, the house that I, I, I grew up in, I think is still a, a part of my life. Um, yeah. I've had, I, I have dreams every once in a while, uh, that for some reason include that that house or seems to be surrounded by that house so it's almost like the house still communicates with me oh right i understand that yeah that's that's one thing but i mean as far as like my past of all i mean i've i've done thousands of places uh i've you know spent a majority of my life helping other people understand their kind of uh, activity that they're having in their homes or within their lives. Uh, so it's been kind of a, a lifelong thing for me. I mean, I've, I've done everything from, geez, the Hollywood sign, Griffith the Park, uh, Suicide Bridge, uh, the Queen no, Mary. No, it's funny. No, it's funny. I've been through the Hollywood sign area. I never thought that it'd be haunted. It's like all the places oh, yeah. I visit. They're like, are you telling me that's haunted? <laughs> no, I know the Queen Mary is. The very first, 1934 <laughs> was the very first suicide off that Hollywood sign by a, right. a young actress by the name of Peg Entwistle. Um, she committed sad. suicide by jumping off the H. I remember that story. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Very sad. Two weeks later, she actually gets the part that she wanted, but she was already dead. Oh, man. <sighs> Hollywood has a lot of tragic stories. Yeah, and uh, in Beverly Hills, there's another place I might go to. David Oman's house. I would love to hear of him. Oh yeah, I've done. Uh, David and I are really good friends. I've done oh, the Oman cool. house quite a few times. And yeah, I've done I met him once. Murders. Yeah. I've done Spawn Ranch where the Manson family lived. <laughs> I met him once. He's pretty cool. Yes, he's touring house and everything. It's an amazing house. I mean, the the views, every you know, I'm just amazed by the property. <laughs> you know the history there, but that's an amazing place. Yeah, well, the the original house for the Manson family, which is just right next yeah. to where he lives, uh, is no longer that that house was torn down. Right, did it used to be like a, like across the street from them or something? Um, uh, it would. Yeah, kind of across the street. I mean, that all that property was owned by the right. <laughs> by by the same person. But I mean, it. The house had, you know, had history all the way back to the late eighteen oh, hundreds. Yeah. Uh, but in the sixties it became a place where musicians were living. That's the reason why Charles Manson knew where it was, because he'd been there before uh visiting one of the Beach oh, Boys. Yeah. Oh wow. All right, um hello. Anybody else have any questions, let us know. Drop a quiet chat. <laughs> let us talk. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, do you think that by um, having experience uh, haunting yourself would better help other people if we had experience? Um, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to get that question better wording than that, but yeah, have the experience that haunting ourselves, you think we would help other people? Yeah, well, I mean, just all of my all of my pasts actually allows me to to help other people um, because I've I've experienced in one way or another pretty right. much every haunting you possibly could experience. Oh, I bet, yeah. And what would I mean, be the we most? We just did one this weekend. So, <laughs> what would be the most frightening experience you had? Well. I've had many, but I'll go off our, huh? our most recent one because that was sure. that was pretty intense. Oh, well. um, we were uh, investigating a graveyard here in upstate New York. It's a hidden <laughs> graveyard. It's one that most people don't know about. And uh, we we got uh, a lot of activity, but it, it got so bad that we had to actually leave the place. And oh, well. uh, <laughs> the next the next day, we all came down with the the same thing. We, we, every one of us slept all day long and then huh. talked about it later on. Uh, we really got affected by whatever energy was there and it was pretty dark energy. 
and it was very consuming. And uh, I actually had to do a, a blessing of, of my house and, and a clearing of myself and everything. And so did uh, my teammates. So right. it was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I bet. And uh, how do we, my next question has anything ever, uh, final talk, has anything ever followed you? Yes, plenty of times. Yeah, I hate um, when that happens. <laughs> even, even though we try to, to you know, relieve ourselves of that and you know we have our own special prayers that we use to right try to make sure that doesn't happen it doesn't always work and sometimes it gets kind of malevolent uh, i had that experience as a matter of fact at another graveyard uh in california uh in sunland california yeah, and uh, <laughs> the activity was so bad at my house that wow. i had to actually call patty in to do a a clearing of my house because nothing was working but patty got rid of it but it was it was pretty bad <laughs> oh wow and of course he when he gets to his question he wants to know how did you become a producer how did i become a producer yes for the tv show i'm on currently or for uh, hollywood <laughs> i assume uh overall general producer well, I started out as, uh, as and in Hollywood, I started out as a, uh -huh. uh, a bit part player, and then I became a, a stunt actor. Oh, wow. And so I, you know, I'm the type of person I like to learn everything. So I spend yeah. a lot of time watching cool. everybody, you know, the directors, the the, the writers, the, you know, the, the gaffers, the runners, you know, I mean, it didn't matter. I watched everybody. And, uh. I've always been artistic, and so producing uh -huh. is, is kind of uh, a form of artistry, I guess you would say. Right, yeah, and it is. So you, you conceive, a, a you know, you have a concept, and you put your concept down on paper, and then you basically build a storyboard and create the idea of what your concept is going to be. And right. then you run it by, you know, somebody who can direct it and run it by you know, there's different producers, you got line producers and so on and so forth. So, um, you just run it by different people to get your funding. And, uh, then you go from there. It's, it's, it's such a, how do I want to put it? It's a dance and I kind of like it. Right. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Cause at the end of it all, you get to see the final product and to know that you were the one who created that project, you know, or that product is, uh, in itself rewarding you know and that's why i like producing but that's that's how i became a producer was just watching other producers and how they did it and then formulated my own way of, of producing my ideas and in getting them bought yeah that's kind of like how um i became a writer because of the fact that to see other people reading a book in a in a marketable you know cafe i mean that's mm -hmm. fascinating <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's rewarding, you know. It's, it is me, it's not about the, it's not about the money. It's about the story. Yeah. And you know, I, I I really like to tell the I like to tell the stories. I've I've been blessed in my life to live a lot of great adventures, and uh, I like to talk about them because you know, growing up in a small town in Wyoming, you didn't really have a lot of choices of what you were going to do. I mean, you either. Oh, you bet. know, worked for family, you know, or you found a job in your hometown or you become one of the very few who ventures out away from home or the state in my case, and you try to make a go of it. And I'm, uh, uh -huh. I was always the kid who never stayed on the block. So, I mean, I guess it was kind of noticeable at an early age that <laughs> I probably wouldn't stay as soon as I was able to leave. <laughs> right. Same here. Actually, I'm more like a tomboy. I was always outside. <laughs> so, uh, Melissa had a question for you. She wants to know: Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the apparition that made a, made you a believer? Oh yeah, I or, saw oh, that yeah. early <laughs> on in my my youth uh, at, at the the house that I, I grew up in. I mean, I I seen apparitions all the time there. Um, I don't always apparitions sometimes i can hear things uh sometimes it's just a feeling um but you know every once in a while I'll, I'll actually catch something and be quite amazed because you know the researcher in me 
tries to find out, was that real? Did that really happen? And yeah. I'm looking all over to try to, to find that, that person to see if they're just not hiding somewhere, you know? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen a, a lot of apparitions. I seen one here just uh, a couple days ago at a, at a local store downtown here in, in uh, upstate New York. And I saw it out of the reflection of the oh, window wow. of a person, of a lady standing inside. And when I went in, you know, I, I looked, there was a girl right in front of me. And so I passed her by and I looked and, and the, the lady wasn't there anymore. So I was like, well, that's really weird. So I walked down all the aisles. I couldn't find that lady anywhere. So I asked the girl who worked the front counter, I said, just out of curiosity and please don't take this wrong, but is this place haunted? And she goes, oh yeah. And I said, by a, a, a lady, an older lady. Wow. She's all like, oh, you've seen her too. And I'm like, yeah, I just did. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I hate when that happens. But when you, <laughs> I just seen the apparition at my friend's party, and I'm like, I told my friend, did you see that guy? And they're like, what guy? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but he didn't yeah. look happy. <laughs> you, you look at it, and you, you get thinking to yourself, am, am I going crazy, or did I actually exactly. see that? But when you get That's confirmation why. from somebody else who says, yeah. oh, yeah, people see her all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, well, all right, I feel better. Got to get someone else to, like, see if they see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Melissa says thank you. Oh, and uh, oh yeah, Terry had a question for you. He wants to know can you tell us about your show. Uh, the show that I'm currently on today. Yeah, I'm actually executive huh? producer of that one. Uh, that's on Paraflix, and uh, okay. the show is called The Crossover Discoveries. And uh, I'm taking a different route. To the paranormal. I mean, we've got a lot of the shows out there, you know, that have been out there for a long time and I'm not cutting anybody because most of those people are friends of mine. So I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do that. Um, right. <laughs> but I just thought that there's got to be a different way that we need to look at it. So my show really is more focused on uh, experimental paranormal investigation, which would have to do uh -huh. with quantum physics and quantum mechanics. So uh, Nate, oh, wow banker who's uh my tech guy uh him and i well he i come up with some of the ideas but he creates the trigger objects based right. off the ideas because he's technically evolved i'm not so much <laughs> and uh you know i just get the concept and uh so we we were taking you know our, our first season as kind of like a, a door opener to what we would call portals or veils. Right. And uh, we're trying to research, you know, between very haunted places and places that have no paranormal activity to see if these portals or veils still would exist in, in pretty much any place. Um, there's a theory right. that there's multiple portals uh, all around. Um, so, you know, that would stand to say that if there are multiple portals around, then there could be a portal in your house. There could be a portal on the street. There could be a portal, you know, in your neighborhood grocery store. Right. Um, Just like you know, experience and, and everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to discover based off of Tesla's papers. Um, right. And yeah, you just kind of have to watch and see how the show progresses as the season goes on. Yeah, definitely listen um, to that. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the concept of the show is to open the communications between this world and the other world. Right. So um, multiple worlds if you want to. Oh, yeah. So uh, thank you. Um, Adam, the historian's in the house. He wants to know, um, have you had any UFO or cryptid experiences? I have never had a, well, I've never had a cryptid experience as far as like seeing one. Um, right. We were doing an investigation in Idaho and we're out in the woods. Oh, wow. And I did hear a very weird, I, I, I still to this day can't describe it, but in doing research from, you know, what I heard or what we had recorded as well, um, I found it to be very similar to what most people had experienced in Sasquatch. Actually. I was going to say Bigfoot or Sasquatch. 
Bigfoot, it's the same uh, thing. Um, but you know, so I, 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 I think that's what I heard was was Bigfoot. Oh, wow. But I, you know, obviously without documentation, it's just a great story. Yeah. I heard something that that was very creepy and very loud. Oh. And uh, but I never seen what it was. I just heard it, and I felt like it was watching me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. I read someplace where the, there's been some uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch sightings here in California. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wouldn't yeah, know what I would do if I saw what I might think. <laughs> they're very prominent. And, you know, if you actually go back and you study any uh, Native American, right. you know, uh, history, you'll find that they had that experience quite a lot. And it was mostly with the Plains Indians. The The Plains Indians uh, moved to a higher country or up into the mountains during, right. you know, it was a seasonal thing to follow the animals. And... Uh, they had written a lot of encounters with that and shapeshifters. So, I, hey, you know, I, I look at it this way. The stories well, have been out there for hundreds and hundreds of years, so there's got to be something to it. Yeah, that's true. I always thought they were kind of like interdimensional beings or something. You know, and that's the theory, that there are inner... inner uh, <sighs> I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I'll tell your audience uh, sure. something that I, I do a lot of following of and, and, and a lot of research into is raw in the rule of one. Um, oh, wow. I, I would suggest that to any everybody, all of your okay. listeners. Um, there's very interesting things that had happened during this uh, interview with the interdimensional being. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, I think you can get it on Gaia TV as well, uh-huh. but raw, raw and the rule of one or the law of one, or I think it's the law of one, uh, is, is a oh, very wow. fascinating and very compelling yeah, story. Yeah, keep that in mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, there's some more questions popping up, but George wants to know, uh, have you ever used an Ouija board? No, I'm totally against those. I hear you. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people do that, and I know that it's for some just a, a fun game. Um, right. But most of the with. reasons why I go out and help people with issues at their houses is because somebody did that. Yeah. If that, that's just ha- so. most haunting, right? If people mess with some things they don't know what they're messing with, and they wonder why they're getting that. <laughs> You're opening these, the door. Exactly. I tell people all the time, and it's not it's not the Ouija board that that's really the the issue. It's the intent. Um, yeah. Like I like yeah, it's the intent. And I tell people all the time, you know, any any anything that you give power to will have power. Exactly. And so if you're using a Ouija board in a way to communicate with the dead, you know, I mean, you have no idea what you're bringing in. You can't see it. And inhuman spirits have a tendency to manipulate situations based off of your current psychosis to find a way to dig in, into you, you know, and, and that's how people get possessed. That's how people get sick. That's how people, you know, uh, bad things happen, you know? So me, no, I don't use a Ouija board. I don't recommend using a Ouija board, but you know, if you're going like, to um, <laughs> do it with like, a lot I, of people. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I like to say what Lori Warren used to say, like attracts like, you know, so um, I I believe it. You say like attracts like. I I believe that I love attraction as well. Oh, there goes my voice. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if I missed your questions, I apologize. Uh, Melissa has one for you. She wants to know um, what do what do you use for communication with spirit? Um, I communicate with spirits just like I'm communicating with you right now. Uh, right. You know, I don't use any, any fancy things. I mean, obviously they, you know, they're, we're, we're in a, we're in a time space. They're in a space time, uh, reality. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes you don't get the answers right away. So I do use like EVP recorders. Uh, I use trigger objects and, and things like that as a form of communication. 
uh, light on, light off uh, type of stuff, uh-huh. motion detectors, uh, as, as a form of communication because energy is, is, is easily passed through these objects. Um, yeah, it's true. But other, other than that, yeah, I don't, I mean, just, just regular conversation. Yeah, I would say it's like our body is our best tool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had a question. I'm sorry, he I didn't see that earlier. He wants to know um, what is the big haunted. Okay, I keep losing it. Hold on, he didn't get there. What <laughs> what is the big haunted spot in New York that everyone wants to go to? Um. Well, I mean, upstate New York is very well known for tuberculosis hospitals. So. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of tuberculosis uh, remnants, so to speak, left around here. Uh, just like the graveyard that we had just recently went to, that was a tuberculosis graveyard, uh, which was behind an old tuberculosis hospital that's no longer. Um, so those are, um, I work predominantly upstate New York. So when I say upstate, I mean like way upstate we're talking lake placid saranac uh oh wow plattsburgh that area plattsburgh new york is the site or the home of the war of 1812 so that was the very first war that was fought between the british and what was later on to become america uh so i live right in the heart of the the battleground wow that's cool i've been up there one of these days It's a very fascinating place. Well, our Paracon's coming up in October, so, you know, I'm uh, hosting a Paracon make you. here. See. See, I've never been to one before. Kind of want to thank everybody listening so far. And we got uh, Melissa, he, Adam, historian, Ghost Hunter, and we can in the house, George, and Terry. Thank you all for listening, and I'm chatting with Frank. <laughs> Frankie, I'm sorry, <laughs> I keep calling you Frank. Frankie, is this Frankie okay? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I've been called everything. <laughs> I know sometimes they'll call me Nikki. Like, oh, yeah, that's my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I love New York, but it's expensive. So is California. <laughs> well, I, I, I lived in California for 23 years in Los Angeles, so I've, I've had my fill of L.A. I still have a house there, so I still go back. I've got family. My, my you know, still- son lives there and everything, so. You know, but I'm, 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 you know, centered now and, and dug my foundation in here. And, you know, this is where I produce my show out of. And this is where I, I, I make it happen for the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research. Yes. Right well, here. So they even need help. You're the guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, back to my questions. Um. What are the usual type of hauntings that you come across? Um, in homes, uh, I would say a majority of them are very explainable. Uh, when right. I do come across actual activity, um, it's generally, uh, I would say, residual to a certain point. There are some places here that the activity has actually been of a poltergeist nature or an intelligent haunting nature. Um, those I find the most intriguing because that's the right, communication yeah. that I want to have because I, I'm not going to understand the other side until I have an intelligent haunting. Right. Yes, so. <laughs> But as you know, with any paranormal, uh-huh. you know, any, anything paranormal, especially in houses, a majority of the stuff can be explained. And, you know, I don't go, if a client tells me, oh, my place is haunted and everything else, I don't go in there with the, oh, my God, it's haunted. No, I, I go in there and I, I look for answers. So when things happen, right. I, I we, you know, Nate and I, we run experiments and everything else just to see, you know, I mean, there's a million things that it, it can be, you know, and, and, and most places that you know claim to be haunted i'd say probably about 93 percent or 95 percent of them aren't you know right like i live way out here in the country and of course we might get snakes or mice or rodents you know like the knockings 
you know, well, and what like we that. deal with out here, you know, a lot of the homes <laughs> out here were built, you know, 17, 1800s, you know, and so these are the ones that claim to have the most activity. And I'm not saying they, they, they all don't, but yes. the majority of the ones that I've been into, you can really explain uh, a lot of the issues, maybe not every single thing, but you can knock off pretty much what's on the list, you know, um, just because the houses are really old and yeah, you know, you've got, like you said, little critters running around, you've got pipes uh-huh. that bang, you know, I mean, uh-huh. cause things out here are still heated yeah. with steam and, and, and boilers. You know? To be honest, I would rather have spirits than those critters, because I just don't like, you know, I just don't like <laughs> mice. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm like Steve uh, from uh, Ghost Hunters. Um uh-huh. He's got a fear of spiders. I hate snakes. I hate spiders. I can't stand snakes. I just tolerate snakes, but spiders, forget it. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm the opposite. And uh-huh. my other big thing, too, which everybody who knows me and who's worked with me knows, I can't stand dolls. I don't like dolls. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know what's weird? I never liked dolls either, even like the other little girl. I never even owned a doll. <laughs> Till now. Mm-hmm. Now I've got hunted dolls, but, you know. <laughs> nope. I don't want any dolls. I don't need any dolls. They're all creepy to me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. That <laughs> oh, wish you want to know. Um, let's see if I his glasses. Um, the historian, yeah, I will be going to the casino soon. She'll, she'll watch those hard players, I guess. Oh, they're talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think some casinos, if I can talk, casinos, like, in Vegas, somebody should be haunted, too. Are you? Casinos? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, that's what they're uh, talking about. Well, I know that on Ghost Adventures, Zach did a, a casino there in Vegas. Oh, right. That, I, uh, <laughs> I guess had activity. But I don't know. I've never, I've never, uh, actually done a, a casino before i mean i guess the closest thing to a casino for me would have been you know i've, I've investigated hotels and of course i've investigated the queen mary um but that's oh yeah i have to i love the queen mary <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so um what did you find i tried to the queen mary if you don't my story what do i find do incredible on the queen mary experiences uh, there well, you're there <laughs> I, I think I think the Queen Mary is just one big portal. I believe that hundred <laughs> percent. I think there's a lot of activity that happens on uh, the Queen Mary. I've captured a lot of activity on the Queen Mary. Um, it's always a joy too. I mean, it's nothing that's ever harmed me or anything, but right. I, I've seen some very interesting things on that ship. <laughs> yeah, I know when I've been there, somebody uh, grandparents used to work under an engine room, you know, when it was an you know, operation. And they would tell me <laughs> the creepy stuff. <laughs> and uh, I would always get goosebumps whenever I'm there. And uh, yeah, especially in that haunted room. So I, yep, it, I didn't feel comfortable on that one. <laughs> well, the, I, I can't remember what deck it is. It's been a long time now since I've been there because of, you know, COVID closed everything down for Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so I don't remember the deck, but you know, at the at the front of the ship, I ran into some um, interesting things at about 3.30, quarter to four in the morning. Oh, wow. Uh, that I just, I, I couldn't explain between what sounded like old soldiers talking, you know, uh, to what sounded like a, a party going on. Um, I went down by the nursery, swore to God, I, a couple times heard little kids laughing and playing in the nursery and oh, wow. you know, none of this stuff is open. So I know for a fact, there's no kids or anything in there. So right. how, how, how do I explain that? And of course my sensors kept going off constantly down there. So yeah, that's uh that, that place has uh intense, sometimes intense, uh, activity, um, yeah, nothing I mean, like I said. Nothing's ever harmed me there, but uh, there's been a couple times where the hair raises on my arms and I get a little freaked out. 
<laughs> yeah, one of the tour guys even told me that he had a horrible experience. He had, she was actually levitated and thrown across the room. One time. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty intense. I yeah. I've been blessed. I've never been thrown. I mean, I've been pushed. I've been scratched. Yeah. Uh, and and things of that nature, but never, never, never actually physically moved off of my feet. I can't say as much for one of our camera operators on the show. Poor girl got uh, thrown. <laughs> one oh, of our no. Things. That was scary. Uh, which, which, by the way, she never came back after that. She was. Oh, uh, I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> I would be intrigued, but mom, you know. Well, she didn't believe in the paranormal, and she had uh, made that towards me plenty of times, saying, you know, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I said, well, you know. Sooner or later, you'll see it different. I'm sure uh, right. because I don't go. I don't. I don't go to places, you know, that that aren't going to have any activity. I go to places that are very well known for having activity when we're doing our our experiments. Right. So always you have yeah, open mind. Yeah, she she found out the hard way. Oh well. <laughs> All right, King has a question for you. Um, do you have your own team to investigate with? I do. Yeah, I, I've had a. What do you have a shout I've, out? I've mentored a lot of. I've mentored a lot of teams, but I do have my own team of, of people that you know. For every team, you got to have those people that you would trust with your life, um, because sometimes you're going to be in situations, and as a team leader, you know I'm responsible for all those people. So they they're they're like family to me. Right, that's cool. And do you have uh, a, you like to give a shout out? You're more than welcome to any time. <laughs> oh, well, Nate Banker. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Bullfrog, you know, uh, he's another. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Cat. <laughs> oh, he says thank you. <laughs> <laughs> shout outs. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh I would like to ask, um, how do you determine if a case is legit or not, and not just a hoax? Well, there's a lot of pre-investigation first. Um, uh-huh. I investigate my clients before I ever investigate their house. Right. So I have to, you know, especially being with the Warren Foundation, you know, we're very thorough on... Yeah knowing everything. I mean, I investigate property. I investigate who's owned the house. I investigate who built the house. Uh, I investigate the family that lives there and their past, you know, um, how they lived in other haunted places. I mean, there's so, there's a lot of work that goes into it before the equipment ever hits the floor, so to speak. Right, that's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have a few more questions for you. So, um, what do you like to use for spiritual protection? Funny, I knew you were going to ask that because I was just <laughs> looking at my frankincense and myrrh. I use. Um, <laughs> I use. I use a lot of uh, native stuff. I mean, I, I love frankincense and myrrh. It's a very Egyptian thing. Um, I love using Palo Santo, which is, uh, South American, uh, wood, oh, right. yeah. uh, prayer wood. Um, I have a lot of, uh, religious relics, uh, that, that I also use as protection. And then, you know, my little amulet. Now I will tell you that again, I'm going to go back to that same thing. None of this has power uh-huh. unless you give it power. Right. So my faith in, 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 in what I understand God to be uh, is a very spiritual uh-huh. thing for me. It's a combination of energy and nature. And I believe that that's my best protectant because I'm in the physical form. Right. Um, so I have to be protective of that physical form. And we know a lot of times with hauntings that are malicious or have malicious intent, um, people fall ill uh, afterwards, uh, so uh, I really try to maintain my body uh, as well as my mind 
in, in these situations. So I use these relics or these uh, uh, incenses, you know, to heighten that for myself. Um, again, believing that it has power gives me that power to ward off those things that are not of the human form. Right. Thank you. Um, also, um, what is on your bucket list of locations you want to visit? You want you you want me to make a list? <laughs> <laughs> sure, we have time. Well, you know, if you're new to this, uh-huh. I would recommend just doing your your local haunts. Um, I would also recommend you get permission before going to any of them. Yeah. Um, don't just wander into a closed off property because it's not so much that you're trespassing, which that's already a bad thing. But, you know, a lot of people tend uh-huh. to do that at nighttime uh, and they don't know what's going to happen. Uh, a very well-known case, uh, the old women's jail in Los Angeles. Uh, a couple paranormal investigators went in there in the middle of the night. They snuck in, and one of them uh, fell down the elevator shaft. Didn't realize there was an elevator there, oh, and wow. fell right down the shaft and died. Um, so that's a, a big thing. Any investigation that I go to, my team and I are there in the daytime, so we know right. everything that's around before we ever go there. That's a good idea. Again, permission is a big thing. So that's what I would say for people who are starting out. Just do your local things and, and, you know, don't put all your emphasis on things that you see on, on TV because a lot of it gets hyped up for promotional purposes. Right. Um, but, you know, when, once you get good knowledge behind you, uh, seek out a local team. You know, a lot of local teams will take new people under their wing, you know, people who are really wanting to learn. And you can go out there and, and investigate and learn from people who've been investigating for quite a while. I've got, you know, I'm going on my 34th right. <laughs> year as an investigator. Oh, wow. So, you know, 34 years of doing this, I've, I've, I've seen a lot and I've learned a lot and I'm continuously learning till this day. I think, you know, you never stop learning. Um, but that's the biggest thing is, is seek out those people who you know, are going to be able to help you hone your skills. Um, and then after that, you know, which, once you get some of that in your, under your belt, so to speak, you know, you can venture out, save up your money and go to places like Penthurst, go to, you know, uh, uh-huh. I, I love the old hospitals because they always seem to have the most activity. Any place that there's been a lot of, uh, yeah, unfortunately, like- <laughs> sadness and drama tend to have the highest amount of activity. Um, huh. so I would, I would get into those things, you know, but do it in time. Cause you don't, you don't want to go to places that, that have a, a horrible reputation of paranormal activity and you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to do it by yourself or with a couple other people that don't know what they're doing either. Cause you're going to lead yourself into a, hopefully not, but lead yourself into a position you don't want to be in. Right. Thank you for answering that. And, um, Can you explain what astral projection might mean and have it ever happened to you? Astral projection, yeah. We all dream, don't we? Yeah, I tend to have that happen a lot to me lately, so I Yeah, astral projection, I, I think, is is your uh, <coughs> the form for the, the spiritual aspect of who you are um, uh-huh. to go to other dimensions, uh, to communicate yeah. with, you know, loved ones. Uh, you know, I... I've, I've astro projected quite a few times and generally in my dreams, um, I'm one of those people who I start dreaming right away. I mean, yeah, me too. I just close my eyes and, and I can go off into a dream. Uh, but I've learned to hone that skill. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great experience. Um, once you learn how to do it, but a, a dream in, in reality is really what most of us would consider astral projection anyway. Right. I was, at first it seems kind of frightening because you think you died and it's like you see your body, you know, it's like it's why it makes me nervous when it happens to me. 
Well, I, I died twice, 1989, October 16th. Oh, wow. Uh, I got hit by a drunk driver in Portland, Oregon. And uh, I was dead on when, when they arrived and then brought back. And then once again, um, when we were almost at the hospital and then brought back again. The second one, I don't really remember. But the first one, I totally remember um, hearing the sirens uh everything seemed to happen so fast like like the ambulance was already there when it happened but again too you got to realize that time doesn't exist on the other side right so for for probably what took them 30 minutes to get where we were at felt like two seconds to me right and um you know i i could hear the people yelling and screaming and uh, the ambulance people saying, check this one, check this one. Is this person alive? Is this person alive? And I kept trying to tell them, Hey, you know, check, don't worry about me. Check on my friends. You know, I think my, my I don't know if my friend's okay. Cause I couldn't see any of them, but I could hear them very well. And I'm trying to communicate with them and nobody was uh -huh. communicating back to me. So oh, wow. I was in, in between that, 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 uh, outer body experience and right. having not left my body yet. Kind of like an so, yeah, near death experience. Yeah. Well, it wasn't my time. And, right. and that's why I don't think I, my body was allowed to leave or my spirit was allowed to leave. But I can tell you this much, uh, I didn't feel any pain. No, you nothing. don't. And what's crazy is that, you know, when I came out of all of that, that's when the pain set in. And I, to be honest with you, at that, at that point, I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but at that point, I wish I would have been dead. <laughs> because it was horrible, you know? Right. And then I had to learn how to talk and, and walk and everything else. Again, I, I spent almost six months going through physical therapy to, to get through all that. When it happened so. to me, I was also run over by hard. I don't remember it much because I was younger, you know? But I think having that trauma may have tightened my psychic abilities, I think, for you too. Yeah, I think it did open a lot of doors huh? to the things that I hear and see nowadays when it comes to paranormal investigations. Right. Um, because my energy has been, you know, in communication, I guess you would say, at the, during that accident with the other yeah. side. Um, so, yeah, I think a, a lot of people can hone uh, different psychic abilities having death experiences or near-death experiences. Right, um, what they're saying is great show, you guys, and, um, let's see, he wants to know, I already asked that when you investigate his team, I think I'm all caught up, <laughs> so, um, where can everybody find you, your work? Well, I'm on Facebook, <laughs> uh, I'm also, we're on Facebook under the House of Anubis, um, of course, the crossover discoveries on Paraflix, and right. uh, yeah, let me see what else. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, mostly Facebook. I'm, I told you I'm not very techie. Uh, and um, hmm. is it, it Paracon coming up? I, I really, I really want to push that. I hope that people, you know, if you oh, get the yeah. opportunity to come out to upstate New York, October 21st through the 23rd. Um, we're having a very large uh, Paracon here with many special guests from, you know, Patty Negri to, uh, of course, Father Ken from the Warren Foundation, uh, right. Heather Landon from the Warren Foundation. Man, uh, I wish I could go and meet you all. I've got a lot of psychic mediums. Uh, Richard uh, Lale is going to be here, known as the Gentleman Psychic. Oh, I'm um, also a medium. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a fascinating, you know, three days with great vendors. There's going to be great opportunities to take classes with these people and to hear yeah. their stories and learn about who they are. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've got music. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, that Saturday night uh, voted the scariest band to ever perform on stage, which they're from L.A. or from Joshua Tree. Scariest band to ever perform on stage by Rolling Stone magazine, Luna oh, wow. 13, will be uh, performing here uh, oh, for our cool. Paracon. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, a crazy three days. Right, good luck with that. 
And uh, real quickly, I think we have a couple more minutes here. What are some signs that you look for in a haunted house or location? Uh, well, I, I listen to what the people have to say, and I write down those things and to try to gather an idea of where the most hot spots are or why they would be hot spots. Um, and then I, I look for little things. You know, communication is a, is a very big thing for me because I got to be able to decipher between an intelligent haunting and something that's just residual. Um, but uh, in, in in communicating with that energy if it does become an if it is an intelligent haunting i look for different signs to see what kind of intelligent haunting it is because you know there's different uh right you know you have human or human spirits that are no longer in living form and then you have inhuman spirits you know yeah. and some people believe you know alien activity too and, and i i believe that that's a, a possibility yeah. as well so you know it's it's just forming uh, an idea of what these spirits are. All right, and finally, uh, do you use psychic mediums for life investigations? I don't always use psychic mediums um, for investigations because I just think that sometimes it's a little too easy for them to be swayed. Right. Um, so I, I, I really like to in investigate with just my team of people who are more uh, in the science and research, you know, aspect of things. Um, and then go from there. Uh, sometimes I find that a psychic medium does come in handy, uh, but it depends on who it is. Like I've, I've got my very close <laughs> people like, you know, Patty and stuff like that, that, that I use. Well, if you ever um, need one, I'm a psychic medium too. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll put you on the list. <laughs> So uh, he wants to know, uh, have you had any demonic cases? Yes, I have. Right. And they usually get, once once I've developed an idea that it is a, oh, a, wow. of a demonic nature, I give it to somebody who's more trained to work with that. And those would be people like Father Kin and, and things like that, because that's really their background is within exorcism and, and within, you know, a, a heavier field of religious study than myself. Uh, so I find that right. that's easier. You always want to use the that's people that are, are most qualified for those type of things. You don't want to, you don't want to get into a situation where you don't really have the experience to work with a, an extremely bad demonic, uh, entity. Which, and I don't you're really gonna, have you know, experience, but I, 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 I always find the it fascinating. So therefore I can do this. <laughs> right. So, uh, father kid asked me if I wanted to sit in another dark case. He's like, you sure you want to show this? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm yeah, fascinated he, by he it. Would, he, would be, he would be one of the experts in, in something like that. So, you know, when I get when I get things of, of that nature, I, I go to those people. I, I work with Father Gary Thomas a lot, too. And oh, he's an exorcist cool. for the Vatican. And, oh, wow. you know, when I feel a case is in that nature, I, I give it to them and I let them make the decisions on it. So, yeah, I just pass those off. I don't really try to get too active with those. Right, it's true. So let's see there's a good outcome of that one. I sat out for us. It's a learning experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything is. That's true. So, uh, yeah, just to say goodnight, I want to thank you for being on my show. And Thanks if there's any me. other um, shout-outs you'd like to, um, you shout-out to everybody. No, uh, just all go. of our, our fans on, on House of Anubis and all of our fans who are watching the Crossover Discoveries uh, on Paraflix. I really thank you guys for doing that, and I thank you guys for following us. Uh, it means a yeah, lot to you. us that you put your your, your faith in, in, into what we do, and, and you use us as a learning experience. We're, we're humbled by that opportunity to Yeah, I just commend you guys. I mean, we need more of you guys, so I need to meet you guys, so keep up with your work and everything, and um, Thank you. hopefully we'll meet one day. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. You guys. And, uh, yeah, so thank you for being on our show, and you're always welcome back. And, um, yeah, thank you guys well, for listening. Y'all have a great night. Thanks, Frankie. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys.
Hi, my name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio.